You're listening to Sunset Radio, the Sailors Radio Station. Welcome, 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 everybody. Show number 14. My goodness, time is just starting to fly by, but I'm so glad that you can all be joining me here for some fantastic adventures that we have lined up for you this evening. We're going to do a little bit of a mix of things that have been going on this weekend, but also a little bit of a flashback. At uh, 14 weeks, I think it's time that we have a little bit of a look back at everything that we've achieved. Uh, And I'm a little bit reflective because there's lots of stuff that's been happening for me. I've just finished up my first week of Sunset Media full-time, so I'm I'm focusing a lot on adventures and, you know, I just wanted to take this opportunity for us to see how far we've come. But that said, I need to do my new segment. Well, it's not my new segment. It's the second time I'm doing my new segment. <laughs> it is Sailing News in 60 Seconds. Dun, dun, dun. Shout out to Nina Curtis and Darren Bundock, the inventors of this segment. Here we go. We're going to try and do this and then we'll go to a break and we'll be right back with some interviews. Excellent. The NACRA 17 European titles wrapped up earlier today and Ica and Tara from Spain took that title out. But congrats to Jason Waterhouse, one of our regulars, the Chameleon and Lisa Darminen, who managed to finish fifth and awesome and their best so far in that fleet. Belcher and Ryan are back to their top form. They're currently leading the Euros after six races. All they've got on their scorecard are ones and threes at the moment. Awesome work there guys Uh, there's live video action of the final day of the FX and 49er uh, Euros if you haven't been watching they're on in Helsinki excellent action it's been really really breezy but Kiwis are leading both the men's and women's which is awesome to see it's 90 days until the Volvo Ocean Race and the San Francisco to Hawaii race is underway plenty of ocean racing action happening there and of course important news for Adventures of a Sailor Girl I will be heading up to Airlie Beach to broadcast live very very excited about that and I will if all goes to plan be broadcasting for the start of the Sydney Southport, uh, well, Sydney to Gold Coast now, from the CYCA, which is very, very exciting. That's our sailing news in 60 seconds. If you haven't been on Facebook today, you won't have seen a fantastic little quote that I put up earlier. It said something along the lines of, uh, I like big boats and I cannot lie, and I promised that I would play this song this evening. So um, here we go. Uh, I like big boats and I cannot lie. Definitely got my Sunday off to a good start. And what a day I had out on the water and then packing up Zipia, which you may have seen that I've sailed for the past few weeks. But it is winter down under and, uh, and we've got a little bit happening. Now, I mentioned in our Sailing News in 60 Seconds segment that Jason Waterhouse, our chameleon, and, uh, and Lisa Dunmin and finished fifth at the NACRA Euros. I thought I'd take this opportunity to play one of the first interviews I ever did with Jason Waterhouse. It's at, it was at San Francisco at the America's Cup base when he was skippering the Australian uh, youth team in the Youth America's Cup, and I really do love this interview, and, and congrats again to them for finishing uh, their best place so far in that fleet. It's just awesome to see. Here, let's have a little bit of a listen. Nick Douglas, Adventures of a Sailor Girl here. We're in the America's Cup Media Centre and look who I've run into. It's Mr. Jason Waterhouse. Give Room Objective Australia. (laughs) It's great to be here. It's great to be here too. Isn't it awesome? It's a lovely day. It's a gorgeous day and you were out training this morning? Yeah, we were really lucky. We had a really nice um, solid breeze, about 15 knots this morning out in the 45s and uh, we got plenty done and the boys are pretty tired. (laughs) I bet they are. You're really lucky. I'm really lucky. I finally got to see them on the water. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's awesome having 10 boats all out there at one time. So are you doing practice races or what? It looked like you were going around marks and things. Yeah, so we have a few marks in there. We're just trying to nail down the boat handling at the moment. Um, We've got about eight more sessions left till kick off. (laughs) We just have much time, but uh, practice starts. 
yards, practice races, uh, yeah. just trying to tick the boxes before game day. Indeed, indeed. So um, it's probably about two weeks to go. You start on the 1st of September. What, I mean, you're, you're running around like a mad person. Can you give us an idea of what your daily schedule is looking like at the moment? Yeah, so every morning we're up at 6, um, you know, eating a lot, lots, as much as we can just to get the calorie count up. And yeah. then we're on the water bay, um, 7.38, um, about a two or three hour session. Uh, before the breeze gets too fresh and we don't damage the boats too much. Yeah. And then uh, off the water, a bit of recovery, then straight to the gym for most of the boys and home, dinner, sleep at nine. Like it's full on day. Full on intense. Yeah. Now, if people didn't think that sailors are professional athletes, I guess you're definitely proving them wrong. For sure. I mean, uh, it's better, 100% it's better than being in the office, but uh, yeah. they're long days and we're just trying to get the most as we can Indeed. out of the next days. Indeed. And the actual event goes for four days. Mm-hmm. I believe, and um, looking like, looking at the breeze here, I mean, it's it's up. So I think you're down for 11 till two most days, and it's it's almost up by two every day. Do you think you'll get a full program in? Absolutely. I mean, um, this is going to be a show, and yep. that's all here to do to perform. You know, we've got um, you know high sponsors, you know high risk, yeah. uh, high intensity boats. <laughs> so we're going to go out there, and we're going to put on a show, and you know the goal is to perform, and the the weather will play ball. It's pretty. Oh. Um, consistent patterns. Yeah, I've never been anywhere in the world with the same direction every day. <laughs> yeah, it's unbelievable, isn't yeah. it? It's like they could almost make those markers permanent. Yeah, they may as well just, <laughs> just drop in and leave them overnight. <laughs> just leave a little, a little um, substitute boy there and they can clip the big ones on in the morning. Now, um, you've also been in Europe and you've been going really well on the NACRA. Um, how does it compare doing an Olympic campaign to, to this sort of program? I'd say this is almost even more intense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is... Um, you know, professional sailing 101s, both mm-hmm. this and the Olympic pathway. Um, in terms of this event, the biggest hurdle for me is, you know, six boys on the boat and yeah. trying to, you know, lead and manage those guys, uh, yeah. who are all individual great sailors themselves, is quite tricky, but we're coming together really well. And in terms of, you know, the Olympic style, there's nothing that can compare to an AC45 going around the course. Um, I don't think I'll ever be as fortunate as our one with a bunch of great guys. I yeah. saw them on the mooring and I thought I was really lucky. <laughs> I know, you should try parking one of those things. <laughs> it's a nightmare. Oh, it's amazing. It's, they're, they're so amazing. And, and I mean, this will be finishing up um, sort of early September. Oh, what's going to happen? I mean, your life will go back to how it was. Again. I know. <laughs> it's always hard going home, um, especially in February as well, was going hard. Yeah back to the NACA 17, but that's a great boat as well, and yeah. I'm really lucky with sailing with Lisa and my crew on that, and um, I both enjoy sailing them just as much, but it's not, you can sail a NACA any day, really, and sailing one of these, you get once in a lifetime. And it's all sailing, it's amazing. Um, we're so lucky to be out. We're just looking out of the media centre here, and it's, the sun is shining, and the wind's starting to drop off, and it's just a beautiful sport that we're, at, we're able to be involved in, that's for sure. Absolutely, and San Francisco's a great host, and, and great people, and um, you know, really looking forward to next few weeks. <sighs> Awesome, awesome, awesome. So great to catch up with you. I'll let you run off and do those 50 million things that you've got to do. <laughs> and all the best from Australia because we're all behind you and um, I can't wait to follow what will be happening. And I'll be back at home then, which will be sad, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. We'll try being home with silverware. Exactly. Exactly. Awesome. Thanks. Yeah, so you can hear from that that uh, the nickname that I've given to Jason, and I think it's been carried through now to the Australian sailing team, is the chameleon because he has been sailing an awful lot of things at the, uh, recently. He did do the GC32 event recently. He was leading halfway through the event and then uh, jumped on to do the A-class Europeans and came second there, his first time in 
in the eight classes. And now he's finished up fifth with his cousin and crew, Lisa Darminen, which is awesome to see. Uh, they're, they're doing a brilliant job, as are all of our Australians in the in that NACRA squad. And a little shout out to Nina Curtis and Darren Bondock. I mentioned them at the start. They are the, the instigators of the Sailing News in 60 Seconds program. They had a bit of a shocker of a first day, um, un- unfortunately having an incident where they sank a boat, but good on them for keeping on going. Anyway, we're going to go to another break and we'll come back shortly. I'm having a good time here in the studio. I hope you are too on this Sunday evening. What a great, uh, great weekend that we hopefully have all had. I had a, I had a cracker. <laughs> I had an awesome weekend out on the water today on, on my spiral. I'm just trying to get the SD card out of my GoPro. It's a little bit stuck. But once I do, I will get some pics up on Facebook for you all to check out. Now, I am doing a bit of a flashback show as we're uh, celebrating 14 weeks here on Adventures of a Sailor Girl. So I've got a few highlights, but also intermingled with some news. I, I will have some, some live interviews as well. But I wanted to take the opportunity. I, I just played an interview with Jason Waterhouse that I did back at the uh, America's Cup base and actually on his team, Objective Australia at at that time in the Youth America's Cup, Tom Burton was also on that team. Now, I did an interview with him a few weeks ago. He's had an awesome year on the laser. He sails the full rig laser. He's currently ranked number one in the world, I believe, but he's had a brilliant season and I just want to let you guys have a listen to... uh, not only the results that he's had, but also the way that he goes about everything. He's very particular, and uh, I guess we're looking at one of our, our main medal hopes leading into Rio. Welcome back. My name's Nick Douglas, Adventures of a Sailor Girl, and on the line, fresh, back in the country, still getting over his jet lag, Tom Burden. How are you going? Uh, good, thanks. Good, good thanks. to be back. <laughs> Excellent. No, it's good to have you back. You've been gone for quite a while. Yeah, I think uh, just over five months. Uh, can't can't remember the exact date I left, but uh, I think it's just over five months. So uh, yeah, it's been a while. Still a big, big chunk of time, but a very successful five months at that. Congratulations on all of your results so far. I was just having a little flick through them this morning, and you've had quite a good run, starting with uh, Sail Melbourne, but then heading to Miami and all the way through. How are you feeling after that um, big block of five months? Yeah, thanks. Uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a good year. Um, yeah, I don't think I could have done much better. No. Maybe slightly, but uh, no, looking back at the year, it was a very good year. So I'm just going to quickly recap your results. So we had a first in, in Sail Melbourne. We had a fourth at Miami. Then you moved on to um, Cadiz at, at, in Spain for the Olympic week. You had a second there. Then at Parma, you had a first. And then at Hiers, you had a first. This is in the, the laser class, for those who may not know you well. And uh, and then you finished off with the Europeans, which may have been a little bit of a downer to the end of your tour. Yeah, um, also between my uh, between Miami and the Kiddies Olympic week, I did Fort Lauderdale, which I came, uh, which was a small, a small event with only about yeah. 40 boats or so, but I came first in that too. Oh, um, okay. Sorry about that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so in five, in five months I did what four or five regattas. Yeah. Um, I missed out on the Garda Olympic week just uh, I had a little bit of an injury with my ankle, um, sure. which I'm trying to get over now that I'm home. But uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a good it was a good uh, good season. A nice a nice little uh, wind up. I know we're still a few years out from from Rio, but. How are you feeling with your progress? It is a long road, and for those who only join the journey towards the end when we're heading into the Olympics, it's a big, it's, it's quite a long slog. I mean, five months away from home isn't easy either, really. No, no. A few years ago, I definitely wouldn't have been able to do it. I think the, the I guess the older I've gotten and the more experience I've gotten, uh, it's become a little bit easier. Um, 
but one of the, one of the main things is I don't actually live that close to the yacht club here in in Sydney. So uh, to be here in Sydney and go sailing every day is not that easy. Yeah. Um, so being in Europe and being really close to the yacht club, I really enjoy that. So uh, that makes it a little bit easier. But uh, <laughs> yeah, being five months away is uh, just kind of living out out of a suitcase isn't isn't always the best, but. Uh, I seem to enjoy it. You seem to enjoy it. Well, that's what's important. That might be why you do so well. <laughs> you don't mind being away from home. But I think the last time I caught up with you in person was actually in San Francisco at the America's Cup base during the Youth America's Cup. You've come a long way since then, but you've decided to focus back on the laser. A lot of people have, have you know, changed classes and things since, you know, over the years, but you're sticking with the laser. What is it about the laser that keeps bringing you back besides the results? Yeah, I don't know. I think I, I just like it, the the physical aspect, the the like the the challenge of it being like a really tough mental game, but also uh, being very physical. Um, at the moment, yeah, I've challenged, I've uh, gone back to the laser and spent a lot of time in it this year. I think last year uh, my goal was was the same thing, but I, I kind of spent a little bit more time doing stuff like the America's Cup and a little bit of yacht racing, and uh, yeah. that was really good, but. But my, I think my laser results suffered a little bit because of that. Mm. Um, so this year the goal was definitely to get 100% back focused into the laser, and uh, and I'm glad the results have paid off. Yeah, oh, they definitely have. I think um, we can't we can't critique your report card at all. But um, do you think maybe last year having a little bit of time off from the laser and doing that other sailing made you come back with a bit more focus this year? Then oh, definitely. Anytime you have a bit of a Bit of a down, yeah, it gives you more motivation to go on the up. But uh, it's it's not a bad thing when when like bad results aren't a bad thing. You should be more Gosh motivation. No. Yeah. Um, doing doing other things like the yacht sailing in the America's Cup um, gives you gives you a different different aspect to it. So you, you learn something from other people that you're sailing with, and and you just you see the other side of sailing. Laser sailing, even though it's very tough, sometimes it it is very simple in some aspects uh, so it's good to always see how other sailing relates to, to the stuff that you do every day and sometimes it doesn't and sometimes it does so you take things from from uh, from the stuff that you'll, you'll learn in the yacht sailing and you can put it back into the into the laser sailing and and it'll, uh, it'll help you a lot along the way. Definitely I think some people get surprised when I go sailing I'm like a little kid every single day that I go sailing I'm excited because I know that no matter what I'm sailing I'm going to learn something, and that's my goal, is to go out and learn something, whether it be on a FAR 40 or whether it's on a TP52 or whether I'm back in a, in a one-design dinghy. I think it's really important, and that's what keeps me going, is knowing that every day I'm going to learn something. So I, I'm, not, I'm not sure if you're similar, but that's, that's the way that I keep going anyway. Yeah, definitely. It's like getting put back into kindergarten a bit with me yeah. on the yachts. Uh, exactly. Especially introduce, introduce stuff like the winches and different types of sails and stuff. It's just... Fully new, yeah, um, and I, stuff that I haven't done in a long, long time. So uh, it's it's good, and uh, I like. Sometimes I like being told what to do, so it's good to <laughs> just a guy that follows and, and gets told what to do. Exactly, and, and maybe having somebody on board to talk to rather than just yelling at yourself in your head that sometimes helps as well. But I think you've been a little bit modest in there, saying that the laser is a simple boat to sail. Maybe it is a one. Maybe it is a one design class, but as you've mentioned, it's exceptionally physical. It's possibly one of the most, well, I'm going to say it's the most physical dinghy out there. 
How do you keep yourself? You say that you've got a little niggling ankle injury, but how do you keep yourself at at top form? Because clearly, results like yours mean that you're probably one of the fittest guys on the um, Olympic circuit. I'm going to put it out there. Um, yeah, possibly. I uh, I enjoy the fitness side of it. Yeah, uh, a lot. So when I'm home, I and taking time out of the boat, I'm rarely taking time off fitness. If it's just to go to the gym, just to lose some weight or to look better, that's fine with me as well but um <laughs> yeah i think i think when i was a little bit younger i, I focused on uh on some fitness in, in the wrong areas and, and the more that i've learned the more i can put fitness into the right areas and uh and chasing guys like tom slingsby and stuff uh helped me uh with motivation along the way so now that i am one of the one of the fittest that um and it's good that it translates into boat speed so yeah the thing Things that you start to do right when you see it translated into boat speed, it, it is a uh, very mo- motivational. Yeah, it's it's remotivating it again. Yeah, it keeps going around and, and around. And uh, that was an excellent interview that I, I did with Tom Burton just a few weeks ago when he did return to the country after after you would have heard five months away can be a really hard slog for sailors when they're when they're competing at that level. But uh, if you want to hear the rest of that interview, I encourage you to go to the website www.sunsetradio.co. Go to listen and then head to Adventures of a Sailor Girl, and you'll be able to find the original show there but uh yeah we're going to go to another break and we'll come back speaking of yacht sailing uh, tom burton did mention he does like to uh do a bit of cross training shall we say we're going to come back with an interview that i did with silas nolan who raced on shockwave a few weeks ago and won the newport to bermuda race very excited to share that interview with you again this is nick douglas adventures of a sailor girl and i've caught silas nolan fresh back in the country from the newport to bermuda race silas how are you feeling yeah, really good, thanks. Um, just fresh off the plane yesterday, so all all very good. All very good. And can, to recover. Yeah, exactly. And congratulations. You were on Shockwave, which was the winning team on both IRC and also Line Honours, which is incredible. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you very much. No problems. Now, um, it is a, a 635 nautical mile race from memory, but it did come right down to the wire, didn't it? Yeah, we uh, there was three mini maxis involved in the race, and um, Bellamente, who's our main rival, was probably the favourite, and uh, we managed to have a really good tussle for two of, the, two of those days with the three of us, and then the final day just came down to pretty much a drag race between us and Bellamente, and we managed to hold them off, which was fantastic. Just incredible. And how does it feel? I mean, 635 nautical miles, it's no mean feat. But then to be racing the whole way, the level of exhaustion at the end of that just must be huge. Yeah, well, we, we did a pretty good job of keeping under control, keeping everyone's rest levels up. And the first uh, day and a half was pretty light. So everyone kind of got a good good rest. Um, but definitely they, that last... 20 hours, I think it was, we had the entire crew sitting on the side of the boat and really pushing the boat as hard as we could to get that edge over over the Bellamento. Fantastic. So, and and yeah. it was very variable weather, wasn't it? You mentioned that um, you know there was quiet weather for the first few days, but then you had a bit on in the end of the race. Yeah, well, it's a pretty interesting race because you, you leave Newport and the water temperature is quite cold, and then you as you uh, get across the first 200 miles, you end up in the Gulf Stream. Um, and the water temperature rises like 12 to 15 degrees in a matter of a minute. So, wow. Um, that creates quite a big uh, change in the weather and there's usually lots of squalls and storms. Um, 
and that was quite a tricky moment for us and that was probably the probably the race breakthrough for us managing to get through uh, a bunch of those storms one night and the other boats just not doing as good a job so that kind of gave us the lead going into the third part of the race which which is always handy we always like the lead uh, but yeah. but it still came down to the wire because Bellamente managed to come back i know a few people back here in australia were watching overnight uh, watching the tracker and it looked like you guys had the lead yeah. and then Bellamente got back into the lead not far from the finish but you managed to claw them back yeah well um but the main difference between the two boats is the, the Bellamento's slightly wider sure, and uh, a bit more powerful and a bit more sail area. So when we get a reaching conditions, uh, that boat really comes into its own. And when they find their mode, they're, they're pretty, very hard to beat. So that last 30 hours, they did take quite a lot out of us. Um, so we just managed to do a pretty good job of sort of covering them and keeping you know, ourselves between them and the finish line and... Uh, a few little shifts kind of went our way and everything kind of came good towards the end. Excellent. Um, <laughs> I remember like the last afternoon before the final night, we were sitting there going, oh, if we can hold off the Bellamente for another four hours or so, we should be quite good on the uh, on handicap still because they owe us a bit of time. Yeah. And then that sort of four hours disappeared and we we're like, oh, yeah, we we're still in good shape here. Oh, if we can keep going, we'll still be all right. And then a few more hours later, we're like, we actually got a shot at the sort of line on us here, so we'll keep pressing pretty hard. So, yeah, it was all pretty exciting, and everyone was really happy at the end. Oh, how could you not be happy? <laughs> <laughs> Exhaustion turns to elation. <laughs> <laughs> you always find a bit of extra, bit extra at the end when when you finish it. No time for sleeping still. Not for a few more hours yet, anyway. Excellent, and then straight back on the plane to come back to the family. Awesome. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly. exactly. Straight back to um, Adelaide where it's blowing currently about 40 knots. And, oh, my goodness, yeah. Um, uh, quite cold. <laughs> Welcome home. <laughs> well, at least you've got the family. That's excellent to hear. Now, you've, you're often travelling about here and there and doing so many things, and I know a lot of Adelaide people are proud of, of your success uh, here but also overseas. But what's next for you, Silas? Uh, well, the next month I'm... I actually look after a little Beneteau 40 here in Adelaide Excellent. and um, called the Concubine and that's heading over to Sydney to do the Southport race. Awesome. So we'll, we'll have to catch up with them. Getting that boat ready. Yeah, <laughs> I'm getting that boat ready and then um, I do the Southport race on Ichiban before heading to Europe for Copa del Rey regatta on, back on the shockwave. Oh, brilliant. So, yeah. Excellent. So you so get a, a little busy, no a, time really. a little dose of cold racing down here before you can head back to the warmth up north. Yeah, exactly. I try <laughs> not to do too much winter. Yeah, no, that's a really good plan. But um, the, the shockwave, <laughs> you mentioned it's a little bit different to Bellamente. What is the actual design of shockwave for a little people who might not know about the boat so much? The Rock Hill Pew 72. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was built to the Mini Maxi rule, uh, which is kind of a box rule. Yeah. Uh, for that size boat. And uh, at the moment, there's, there's about seven or eight mini maxis in the world, and we all sort of race in Europe and America together. Um, it's kind of a resurgent class. It's, we've got a few more boats being built ready for next season, so I think we could see up to nine boats on the circuit next year. Wow. Um, yeah, so it's all pretty pretty good fun racing 72 footers around a short course, and yeah. uh, it can get quite exciting at times. 
Oh, I bet. I wish I could watch. <laughs> I'm jealous. <laughs> oh, well, that's amazing to hear. Well, good luck with everything and, and good luck for the Southport. Hopefully I'll, I'll, um, I'll, I'll at least say hello on the morning of. I think I'll definitely have to touch base with Silas Nolan on the morning of, of the Sydney to Southport race or Sydney to Gold Coast race. I will be broadcasting live at this stage from the Cruising Yacht Club of Australia. So I'm very, very excited to be on the ground to do that. So if anybody is doing the race and, and you're listening and you would love to get on the air with me, then you'll have to touch base. I would love to share your adventures. And, and any, any, anyone else, really, if you've got a cool story, then get in touch with me. Find me on Facebook, Adventures of a Sailor Girl. I, I'm there. Or you can head to nickdouglas.org, 2 S. Um, double the special <laughs> or um, head to Sunset Radio as well and you can send me an email through there I would, I would love to hear from you I'm, I'm, I really love uh, hearing all of the different adventures that are happening now speaking of Reichel Pew 72s as Shockwave is we're going to come back and have a bit of a chat to Matthew live uh, about his Reichel Pew 66 or the one that he's racing on this is Nick Douglas Adventures of a Sailor Girl and on the line we're catching up with Matthew from up in Brisbane Matt how are you going today? Very good. Thanks, Nick. Very good. That's great to hear. Now, I, I've been trying to catch a touch base with you for a few weeks, but it's, uh, you, you've been here and there and off and, and gallivanting around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I try to be really elusive. That's how I like to roll. Elusive. <laughs> oh, that's a good word for it. Now, you've just finished doing the Melbourne to Vanuatu race with a live yachting, and uh, I had to follow your progress just because of the amazing video that came out <laughs> of you guys uh, basically sending it shall we say yeah like that was the most amazing race uh it was like 1900 miles and we did three miles upwind to get out of port phillip bay and then we were downwind all the way to uh, port villa when we had to then put a jib on and sail upwind into the harbor so it was a pretty <laughs> amazing race and we had we had between 20 and 30 knots basically the whole way it was just amazing that is insane and a live yachting yeah. uh, for those who may not know uh, they may know we're under a, a former name matt Oh yeah, that, this is uh, this is the RP66 um, that was formerly known as or owned by Peter Harburg in Blackjack. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, the, the new owner Philip Turner has purchased it, and they want to race it with like a pretty local Brisbane crew. And um, yeah, we're just all just having a good crack at it. It's going to be great. Yeah, it is a rather good-looking boat. I've had my eye on it for a few years. I'm very jealous. Yeah, the new sign ride is even better. I, I've quite, I rate it. It looks very good. You it's rate it? Every day you step on board. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. So what's coming up next for Team Alive, shall I call you? Uh, we were originally going to do like uh, Sydney, Southport, Keppel and Hamo, but we, we have a very long job list um, after 2,000 miles of hammering and, and sending it <laughs> and sticking the bow in almost every wave the whole way. Um, we, we'll, we'll hold you so responsible we're, for we're, that. We're put, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a bit of that going on. Um, and, um, but no, we're, we're hopefully going to be ready for the Keppel and then um, Hamilton Island Race Week. Awesome. Yeah, and then um, and then we'll build up for Sydney to Hobart later in the year. Amazing. Well, it sounds like a pretty uh, intense program for a new boat. How is the um, how is the team going so far? Are you going to try and keep the same crew on board going forward through all these events, or have you got people coming and going? Oh, look, we're, we've had a pretty solid turnover of people, but we are really locking it down now um, to make sure we just get the right guys on board that can get all the jobs done. It's a pretty, it, the boat's quite a handful, so <laughs> it's, um, 
Yeah, so it's hard to get the right guys, but um, that's all part of it. No, we're definitely trying to lock down and get the same guys to commit to all, all the upcoming races. Yeah, and for, for those... To get all the miles together. Yeah, definitely. And for those who haven't had a look, I, I might share the official, well, not the official, but the edited video. I'm going to share that on my Facebook while the show is on uh, so that people can have a look if they want to check that out. But uh, great job by one of your crew members. Yeah, Roman. Yeah, Roman, um, he did a great... Great job pitching all that together. Actually, that, most of that was shot on my GoPro that I bought uh, Saturday before the race when I was in Hong Kong airport flying home. So there you go. Flying down to Melbourne. So <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Money well spent. <laughs> Money well spent indeed. It looks fantastic. Now, also, I've, I've actually been trying to touch base with you. I mentioned you uh, a little while ago on our, our Etchell's wrap-up of the midwinters because you had an awesome regatta up there with your team Gen XY. Yeah, yeah, we're pretty stoked because we, we, um, we finally won it, won it twice, so we're the first to do that and we're pretty stoked about that. Indeed. How was that regatta for you guys? Because you've had the same team for a little while now, Matt. Yeah, yeah, we've done uh, actually three midwinters with exactly the same team and um, we won the first time together and then we got second last year and then first this year, so we've had a pretty good run up there. It's definitely one of our favourite regattas of the season. You, you might be uh, locked into being called a, a Malulabar specialist. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'd like to like maybe win the nationals this year, but we'll um, we'll see how that goes. They're, they're in Adelaide, unfortunately, not Mooloolaba, but um, <laughs> yeah, we'll see if we can move our talents down south. So, when are the nationals? Uh they're going to be in February, like the middle of February. Oh, awesome! Good time of year. Nothing else is on. Yeah, nothing else is on. That's <laughs> right. You got to focus. I think the Mothwells might be on, but um, other than that, that's the only clash. Okay, excellent. Well, well, hopefully you'll you'll go really well at those nationals, and you missed the worlds, unfortunately. Yeah, but my moth sailing talent is nowhere near worlds worthy yet. So there's no. <laughs> I'm at the Etchells. No, I'm at the no Etchells worlds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at the Etchells worlds, but sure, moth worlds as well. Excellent. <laughs> Sounds like you've got too much happening. Yeah, yeah, that's great fun. It's good fun being alive at the moment, that's for sure. Uh, awesome. Well, uh, the, the Etchell, we wish you all the best and all the best to a live yachting as well. Everybody should check out Adventures of a Sailor Girl to check the video out because it is rather insane. As as, uh, as Matt mentioned, what, probably just under 1,900 nautical miles of downwind and, uh, and, and a few swampings there. How did you all stay on board? What, what with the waves coming over? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we'll tab it on pretty much 24-7. So, <laughs> yeah, it was only when we got around New Caledonia when the wind sort of just lightened off and the sea state got a lot calmer that we could sort of... We spent daylight hours without the tethers connected, but we always pretty much had them on deck. So. Yeah, prob- probably the best way to run. Well, I might let you go, Matt, and uh, and I'll touch base with you again hopefully soon. Might even see you up at Hamo. Great, Nick. Sounds great. We'll talk soon. Bye. Excellent. This is Nick Douglas, Adventures of a Sailor Girl, signing off with Matt Chu up in Brisbane. Awesome job for the Alive Yachting team with their video for the Melbourne to Vanuatu race and uh, also Gen XY. Uh, We'll be right back after this break. Rocking it out here in the Sunset Radio studio. My name's Nick Douglas. This is Adventures of a Sailor Girl. Thank you so much for joining me. We've been having some fantastic highlights as well as news on this show. I've been so great to uh, hear back uh, the interview that I did with Jason Waterhouse at the San Francisco base. Also to catch up just then uh, with 
with uh, Matt Chu. That was a live interview. Before that, Silas Nolan on their win from the Newport to Bermuda and also Tom Burton, who's doing fantastically well in the laser class. Now, I don't think it would be a highlight show if I uh, didn't play the interview from the big man himself, the big fella, Mr. Ian Murray. So let's have a little bit of a listen to this interview that I managed to nail a few weeks ago. Uh, <laughs> very limited time. Uh, and you'll, you'll hear the quality of the call is not brilliant. That's because the only time I could get him was, was when he was on the car phone. This is Nick Douglas, Adventures of a Sailor Girl, and on the line while he's in the car, a very, very busy man, we have Mr. Ian Murray. How are you going today, Ian? I'm good. I'm, uh, yeah, I've had a good day. So Excellent. As you say, they're all busy. <laughs> I don't doubt that for a, for a second. I've been trying to catch base with you, and, and there's just been more and more and more announcements related to the America's Cup, and then I know you've got your other work on your plate as well, so I've just been waiting in line patiently to have a little bit of a chat. But um, I hear that you're on your way up to the North Sales Loft at the moment. Uh, yeah, I'm just heading up that way for a meeting on the way home. Um, Excellent. You know, to talk about things in the future a little bit. Um, meeting the southern spa people there. So. Excellent. Always you, interesting talking to them. <laughs> for sure, definitely. But you had a, a good weekend sailing with uh, the, the boss of North Sales Australia, Mr. Michael Coxon, up at the Etchells Racing for the Malulaba Winter Champs. Yeah, no, look, I, uh, uh, you know, Coco and I go back uh, since we were young kids and um, sailed together on and off quite a lot over the years and, you know, it's always good fun to sail with your friends and although we uh, probably didn't do quite as well as we would have liked, you know, we had a, a good regatta and um, had some fun in Malulaba mm-hmm. and uh, good to back sailing etchels occasionally. Indeed, and and how was it being um, in the in the middle for Coco? Well, I've been there before. <laughs> um, you know, I sailed for Coco in the middle. I think we won the state championships in about about uh, twenty AD. Um, <laughs> so um, yeah, look, it, it's a uh, we've sailed together on and off a lot. You know, he's crewed for me, and I've crewed for him, and. Um, doesn't really matter much, you know. I think we enjoy it either way. I think when you're when you're sailing with good friends and uh, in good company and such talented sailors as yourself, it probably doesn't matter which positions you're in. That's for sure. But um, there's there's been a lot of talk about the radial main that Norths are now producing. Did you notice any difference, given that you were trimming it? Yeah. Well, look, I have to look at it every day, and yeah. obviously, um, you know. The North team's been sort of working overtime to, you know, I think come up with the next thing in sales and uh, they've traditionally been cross-cut sales. So they're, you know, I think they're working with the new technology and the cost and getting special costs and and uh, working out how to use, um, you know, the yarn alignment in the cost effectively in a uh, traditionally made sale. So, sure. you know, I think there's been a lot of initiative on their part and if they can get it right and certainly looking up at the main it's pretty right um, I think they're down to pretty fine tuning on it now and they've been working with the, you know, the gurus in the class um, Tom King and Noel Drennan and others to you know to feed it into racing and get feedback and and sort of get it production ready but it looks like it's pretty close to me I, I think that 
you know, the radial sales were getting good results. Excellent. Yeah, I think um, half of the heat wins were radial cut sales. So that's um, an interesting statistic and, and good to see, as you say, that you're able to get a bit more feedback and a bit of comparison because I don't think they've really been raced in that sort of competition before. No, look, it's, it's, it's all too easy to just put sales on masts and, and uh, go out and say, yep, that looks terrific and does everything, but you really need to put them into the heat of battle and to get them into racing situations where you've got to sail high, you've got to sail low, and, and you have the versatility of the tactical requirements of the sails mm. that you can do what you want to do. And, um, you know, I think, I think Michael would be pretty pleased that, uh, you know, the sails, you know, won races and um, were generally at the front of the fleet. So I think he's, uh, I think he's pretty excited about it going forward. I, I bet he is. And... Um I, I think um, Tom King also is a bit excited for somebody who dropped their rig still to uh, get a brand new radial cut main already on order, which is pretty exciting. But uh, all of that aside, you are a very busy man at the moment, given all of the America's Cup uh, business that's happening at the moment with the announcement of a, a UK team yesterday and the protocol. I don't want to hound you too much on, on the America's Cup, but... I did notice that Matt Belcher and some of the, the guys were out practicing on a GC32 after the uh, Austria event. Are there any plans for uh, Team Australia to get involved on that circuit in the future? Well, look, the GC32 appears to be a very nice production foiling uh, 32, and all the teams are looking at them. And, you know, as, as all of the America's Cup teams are striving to get more time on the water in a cost-effective way um, on foiling boats and, For sure. and the vagaries of foiling and high-speed sailing. Um, you know, the GC32 is the, the boat that probably provides a lot of the answers to that. So yeah. there is a GC32 racing circuit emerging and, um, you know, Matt was in close proximity and so he went and, you know, and had a test sail. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we'll be going off to St. Petersburg and having a bit more of a sail, and I'll be going to look at the boat um, at the end of the month in Lake Garda. So Excellent. There's, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot, lot of technology happening in sailing at the moment. <laughs> I don't doubt that at all. It's, it's probably too hard to, to keep track of. But I, I did want to ask you just one more question, if I, if I may, Ian. I know you're very busy. How does it feel, having been a sailor involved with the America's Cup, a designer uh, involved with the America's Cup, and then, of course, race director for the AC34 last year, and now the Commodore of the Challenger on record. How does it feel having been involved with the sport through all those different mechanisms? Um, I mean, you're bringing a wealth of experience to Team Australia, that's for sure. Well, yeah, look, I'm very fortunate. I've held a lot of roles and responsibilities in past, uh, America's Cups and you know every one of them has been exciting and great fun so you know I think the really important point here is that Hamilton Island Yacht Club and Australia is back in the America's Cup for um, sure you know, please, I think it was you know crushing to them to see all the young sailing skills that have helped develop through the Australian sailing team you know going off to help Oracle and mm. Artemis and all these other teams um you know, and they're, they're friends and, um, you know, develops players that uh, stuff. And Bob's such a 
fantastic, loyal Australian and, and the rest of the family that, you know, like their business. I think they like to have Australia represented at the very highest level and show what we can do and and hence the Hamilton Island Yacht Club's come forward um, challenge. So it's, it's you know, it's a start-up challenge. Um, Australia hasn't been in the Cup for a long time and, and we've got some great skills here. Now we have to mould them into a winning team. You know, it's going to be hard work. It's, it's going to be a long... Um, you know, we're up against the best sailing teams in the world and you saw what Ben Ainsley put out on the table yesterday. With Indeed, yeah. You know, it's a class act and, and, that's, and that's the benchmark for us. For sure. It's, it's amazing. I wish you could see the smile on my face uh, because I was three in 88 and I think it's something that we've all grown up with wanting to get behind um, an Australian team again and it's just so fantastic to see that it's actually happening and that it's led by people such as yourself, Ian. It's awesome. Well, you know, wish us luck and get behind us and, you know, give the train a push along. That's Indeed. from everyone. And, uh, and uh, you know, I, I think we're under no illusions, you know, how much hard work's in front of us, but um, we'll be taking it on. For sure, and I would love to help in any way that I can, uh, and I know that so many other people will be doing the same. Uh, but thank you so much for your time. I, I do realise you're exceptionally busy and I, I do um, appreciate you touching base with me that is for sure no problem thank you so much ian that was ian murray great to catch up with him here on sunset radio my name's nick douglas adventures of a sailor girl and we'll be back right yes up. it was great to catch up with ian murray a few weeks ago we'll be right back with my adventures from this weekend we're gonna run over time i don't care <laughs> We're heading into the end of our show, but before I leave you, we do have to have a little bit of a listen to my adventures over this past week. Now, it's been an interesting week, as I mentioned at the start of the show. It's the first time that I've uh, had a week of Sunset Media full-time, so very, very exciting looking after all of my clients, but also prepping some fantastic adventures for all of you guys, and there's a lot coming up. I did mention that uh, I will be attending Airly Beach uh, Race Week as a guest, and I will be broadcasting from up there and, and sailing on a number of boats by the sounds of things. We'll see what happens with Hamo, uh, but I will be broadcasting live from the CYCA for the Sydney to Gold Coast race, which is awesome. I can't wait. What a week. But that aside, I also had a few adventures uh, away from the radio desk. This is Nick Douglas, Adventures of a Sailor Girl, and I'm whispering because I feel like I should be very, very quiet. It's quarter past 12 on Wednesday morning, and for some reason, I had a massive need to burn some energy after doing some sunset media work. So I'm here in the gym, slaving away, focusing on getting fit for my worlds in January. Shh. Nick Douglas out. <laughs> yeah, the things that you do when you start working for yourself. Uh, but I'm also very, very focused on that world, as I mentioned. And I got out on the harbour today as well. Let's have a little bit of a listen. This is Nick Douglas, Adventures of a Sailor Girl, and just for a change, I'm out here on a Sunday, not on a yacht, no, I'm out here on my spiral. For those international laser, uh, listeners who may not know what a spiral is, it's similar to a laser, about the same size as a laser radial, uh, except they actually like to go uphill. Um, 
what an awesome ride I've just had across the harbour. Suddenly I just burned all the way across. I do have video, so I will get that up ASAP, but far out it's a glamour day. So lucky to be living in Sydney, talking to all my friends halfway around the world, and um, you know, they're, they're sailing in summer in similar temperatures. I mean, it is quite bitey today. My hands are about to freeze off, so I might have to keep sailing very shortly, but I just look like keep you posted on everything that I'm up to. I, uh, I do love being out there, but as you can hear, it was a little bit breezy. I did have a little bit on, but uh, but yeah, that video, I'm trying to, to get it out of my GoPro. The SD card is stuck though, but as soon as I can get it out, I'll, I'll get some at least some photos up for you so you can see my, my burn across to Bradley's and then my burn back. And, uh, you know, I did stop to do a radio bite in between, take some photos, <laughs> the usual. And then I headed to the CYC to pack up Zippier. If you uh, haven't been on Facebook recently, because I know I do share a lot. <laughs> I have sailed on an awesome Thompson 8 for the past few weeks in the CYC Winter Series. We didn't go out today because uh, I wanted to sail my spiral, but also because we didn't sign up for Ladies Day. But we did pack the boat up. We gave her a little bit of a wash. And, and when I got there, the skipper and our bowman were already well underway. Uh, here's a little bit of a This a is listen. Nick Douglas, Adventures of a Sailor Girl, and we're taking the Zipia trailer apart. It's a little bit depressing, isn't it, Skipper Andrew? It is a bit depressing. We're, putting it in, we're taking it from its high mode back to its winter sleep mode. Sleep mode, so it's going into hibernation. It's going into hibernation, or you know, a bit of bit of love and care, painting, fixing, playing. Yeah. But uh, you know, up to two and a half meters up in the air, it's a little bit hard. It's a little bit hard, and it's a little bit windy right now from the west, which you love so much. No, then the south, then the west, then the south, and then the west again. <laughs> so you want to punch it, then you like it, then you punch it, then you like it. Exactly, but we didn't go in. We didn't. It didn't really offend me today that much, so I'm, I'm okay with it. I tell you what's offending me is this WD-40 that's running all over my hands. Yeah, well, you got to lube your nuts. Stop right there. We'll be right back. Oh, yeah, I still laughed hysterically. Andrew, you're probably listening. I nearly, I nearly fell off my chair just then up here on my perch. But, yeah, uh, we were mentioning today how, how terribly sexually innuendo uh, sailing can end up being, especially when you're packing up a boat. Terrible, terrible, terrible. You know, that, yeah, um, sorry. This is PG-rated, PG-rated Adventures of a Sailor Girl. But, uh, yeah, a really, really great season with the, with the Thompson 8. If you want to check out uh, some more of the onboard uh audio that I took during the season, make sure you head to sunsetradio.co and find our past shows, Adventures of a Sailor Girl is there under the listen tab and you can have a little bit of a listen, but we will have a video coming out as well in the next few weeks from, from a few of the uh, the sales that we've had, including brooches, crashes, blah, blah, blah. So I'm, I'm sure that you'll enjoy that. Now, this has been a combination of highlights and news this show, and I don't think uh, I could leave you without playing this little interview that I did with Paul. Uh, Paul was about five years old. <laughs> I, I did this interview with him on the street out the front of the Sunset Radio uh, studio a little while back. Just have a little bit of a listen. Hi, my name's Nick. What's your name? Paul. Paul? Yes. Awesome. Are you a sailor, Paul? No. No? Do you know what sailing is? Yeah. Yeah, what's sailing? It's some kind of thing that you go out on water. On the water, yeah? And you float on it. Yeah. And you're on a boat. Yeah. So, and you can explore <laughs> with anything. Anything you want. Anything you want. Awesome. When 
that's in water. Yes, indeed. Thank you very much, Paul. Lovely to meet you. Awesome. Yeah, it was lovely to meet him. Very, very cute. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much for joining me here on Adventures of a Sailor Girl. Always, always love sharing my adventures uh, both on and off the water. But uh, I, I love having you here every week. And thank you so much to all of those people who have called in over the past weeks for 14 shows now, which is just fantastic. And as I mentioned, if you're going to do the Southport race or if you're heading up to Airlie or if you've got any adventures in between, I always want to hear from you guys. So um, yeah, give me a bell. You're listening to Sunset Radio, the Sailor's Radio Station.